You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick. So sports may be hard to come by at the moment. Nothing's permanent. I'm not saying it's permanent. But The Dan Patrick Show is impossible to miss. From our podcast to YouTube to the iHeartRadio app. Listen any way you want, anytime, anywhere. (coughs) Get away from me. Probably at your house. I'm just going to make some assumptions. It's the Dan Patrick Show. Doug Gottlieb, Fox Sports Radio host. We have to stop this nonsense about the Packers somehow disrespecting Aaron Rodgers. Hey, this is just my opinion. They gave him more money than any player in the history of the sport just last year. Bringing you the biggest guests. Doug and I will never agree on things. And better opinions. All right, Wilbon, let me start there. It's unbelievable arrogance. It just is. Can you handle it differently? Do people never learn anything about the way you handle something? Apparently not. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave, this is Dan Patrick. Well, we made it to the month of May, and there were doubts in April. Welcome to the program. It's a Meet Friday, Dan and the Dan and Dan Patrick Show. Before we dive into May, let's look back on April. You know, when you look at the usual April, you got... Hope springs eternal. You got the NCAA tournament. You got the title game in the beginning of April. You got baseball starting, basketball winding down, going into the postseason. NFL draft, which we did have, and that was big. Hockey getting ready for the postseason as well. And here we are going into May, and we're not quite sure what May is going to hold. I saw where Adam Schefter reported that if there are no fans in the stands for NFL games, each team could lose around $100 million. The league would lose just over $3 billion. Adrian Wojnarowski says the NBA expects to need somewhere between 15,000 coronavirus tests for players and workers in order to safely begin playing games again. USA Today reports baseball teams are preparing to resume spring training at regular season stadiums instead of returning to their spring training sites, Arizona and Florida, to save time and money. In other words, good luck in May. We made it here, but I'm not quite sure we're going to have any sporting events anytime soon. NASCAR is going to probably go as scripted here. And I understand that where... You know, you have your pit crews, they already have helmets on. And then if I have my driver, he's not coming in contact with anybody unless it's his car. If you're uh, rubbing, you're racing, you know, and they're trading paint there. But it looks like NASCAR with no fans in the stands. You're going to look at, you know, some of these uh, sports where the broadcasters are going to be doing it on remote, where they might be at home, um, a makeshift studio there. It's all on the table. And uh, if you're saying, hey, do you think we're having football on time? I don't think so. Are we having the NBA return? I have my doubts. I had my doubts when this first started. Baseball, baseball, I think, will eventually be able to play, but it's going to be a little while, but there aren't going to be fans in the stands. But welcome to the month of May. Boys are here ready to go. And uh, we got the Traegers fired up on this Traeger Meet Friday. This program brought to you by... 1-800-Flowers, the official florist of Mother's Day. Right now, get 30 assorted tulips for $39.99. To order, go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click on the radio icon, enter the code PATRICK. And we do discuss this occasionally. There's two times of the year that you say, which one is better? 
you know, is it the fall if you look at September, October, or is it the spring where you have March and April? And, you know, you can make a case for both times of the year, depending on what sports you love. I love the spring because you have March Madness. You're just dipping your toe into baseball. Basketball is winding down. They're meaningful games in the NBA. You got golf. You got the Masters. I would lean towards that. But you know, a lot of people who love the fall, because you have college football, you have pro football. And the NFL might be looking at Saturday games, maybe Saturday doubleheaders. If college football doesn't start on time, which I have my doubts they're going to be able to, but let's say you don't start playing until October. This could be an opportunity for the NFL. The NFL doesn't have to abide by the same rules that college does because, let's face it, college, you have to go to class. If you're going to be on campus, school starting, other students are going to be taking classes you know, uh, remotely. Uh, you're going to have football players who have to go to class. Where is the class? Are they going to be doing it remotely while they're still playing football games? I think there's some logistics to work out there. The NFL, if we're able to get everybody tested, you're able to have camps open up a little bit later on. Maybe you get pro football on Saturday as opposed to college football. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP Show. You can watch this program for free on youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick Show and, of course, 362 radio affiliates around the country. Bengals released Andy Dalton yesterday after nine years of starting at quarterback for that franchise. Now, given the time that we're in, that there's no games, this became a pretty big deal. Now, it's, it, it's a slight deal, in my opinion. It's, it's a small deal because I don't know if he goes to Jacksonville. I don't know if he goes to New England. If he goes to New England, then it's a bigger deal. If he goes to Jacksonville, not as much a big deal. Cam Newton. If Cam Newton goes to Washington, Cam Newton is better if he's healthy than Dwayne Haskins. And you have his old coach from Carolina there. Does Cam Newton become the starting quarterback? Now, that's interesting to me. But for the time being, these two guys are on the outside looking in. My thought uh, all along and what I heard from a source is these guys may not get signed until camp opens or camp is ending and then you sort of take inventory if you're a coach a gm and say do we like going into battle with these these quarterbacks that we have on staff are the patriots all in on jared stidham tom curran who covers the patriots will join us coming up in about uh, 15 minutes from now because he's not all in on andy dalton being the new england patriots quarterback and uh, i look back on andy dalton's career and he's actually underrated with what he did in cincinnati but it feels like there was fatigue that set in, and uh, last year was tough in Cincinnati. You end up with the number one pick, probably by design. You get Joe Burrow, Sandy Dalton's next steps aren't quite clear because there's a quarterback game of musical chairs going on, and there's no spots right now. Patriots, Jags are places that he could compete for the job, or maybe he's a high-end backup. Either way, he's going to take a pay cut here. It's not like Jameis Winston going to the Saints, which I love the move. I love it for the Saints, and I love it for Jameis Winston. But he's seven years younger. He's going to learn, or at least he's going to give the, been, be given the opportunity to go to class every day with Sean Payton and Drew Brees. That is a tutorial you can't get, and you can't put a price tag on it. But following Winston's footsteps to play under a great offensive coordinator or coach isn't a bad idea. For Dalton... Life after Cincinnati may provide a new opportunity or two, but 
As for the time being, is it New England? Is it Jacksonville? Maybe the CFL. Yeah, Paul. Doesn't it seem like Andy Dalton's in kind of a weird hybrid spot where he's not young and he's not old. He's definitely not great, but he wasn't he's not even as good as he was five years ago. He you know, he was averaging like 27, 28 touchdown passes a year early in his career. Last two years, 21 and 16. I know it's a bad team, but it feels like he's older, probably expensive. His his ceiling is, is not that great. I don't know if I'd want him on my team. Well, he's not going to be expensive because you he he has to take a, a haircut here. But what does he help you win? Well, and, do you want to win? But I, I'm saying I don't know if he helps you win a lot, and I don't think he helps you lose a lot. Like his downside also isn't that bad. It depends on. I I would bring him in as a backup. But then if you said you're bringing him into Jacksonville, like does Jacksonville want to be good this year? That would be my question. And if I'm Jacksonville, no, no, we we do not. Gardner Minshew, go out and get him, and if you do well, then great. But we would prefer you weren't great. We'd like it if you were just a little bit above average here because you want to get Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence gives you a face. When's the last time the Jags had a face to their franchise? In a while. That's what they need. You know, it, They've been a nondescript franchise for a long time. They flirted with London uh, playing games there, but you had, you know, Jalen Ramsey was was a mouthpiece. He was a very good player, and and I guess that was the face of your franchise. You don't want a cornerback to be the face of your franchise. You would hope it would be maybe a wide receiver running back and certainly a quarterback. Jacksonville doesn't want to be that good this year. Now, I'm sure that I would hear from people in Jacksonville saying, hey, we're going to be playing hard, and yeah, of course you will. It's It goes back to when Derek Jeter was on Real Sports with Bryant Gumble, And he was defending the Marlins and the product they were putting on the field. And Bryant was basically saying, you're tanking. You're not putting a good product. No, those guys on the field are playing hard. That's true. I could put the Danettes on the basketball floor and they would play hard. We, weren't, we wouldn't win anything, but you guys would be playing hard as long as I don't put Mario out there. Wow. Oh. Too soon. On a Friday, no less. Oh, I know. Come on. I know. Come on now. Actually, if we were trying to lose, I'd have Mario out there. All right. Uh, <laughs> Bob Costas will join us a little bit later on. And uh, as I mentioned, Tom Curran will join us as well. His completion percentage of almost 60% last year, this Andy Dalton, ranked 30th out of 32 qualifiers. His passer rating of 78 ranked Dead last among qualifiers. McLovin, where are you to support your boyfriend, the Red Rifle? This is, first of all, this is an Andy Dalton 1.0 conversation. I'm having 2.0 conversations about his next home down the road. But everyone was hurt last year. A.J. Green is, Andy Dalton has not been good in Cincinnati when A.J. Green and Tyler Eifert are hurt. And they, last year he was throwing to, name a target he was throwing to. They were awful. You know, they were 0-10. They were almost going to go 0-16. But I kind of agree with everything you guys were saying. I think, Dan, I think you should go where the best coach is, just like Jameis. Like, get, get involved with a really good coach, and then things will work themselves out down the road. But I don't know if going to a good coach, he's not at the point where he needs a tutorial. Now, Andy Dalton is, what, 32, 33 years of age. It's not like 32. you go. Yeah, so you don't. I like how defensive you got there. Well, Paulie, first of all, <laughs> made Jameis Winston seem like he's 100 years younger, and he's not at all. Well, he's seven years younger. He's six years younger, and he's been in the league for five years. 
And he's been in for nine. Well, no, we, we, we know Jameis Winston is we, – we have to rebuild Jameis Winston. Like Andy Dalton is who he is. Jameis Winston, we know, can be something different. We, but I feel, he's got like the time for chances. that. There are so many guys get second chances, like your Josh McCowns, your Ryan Fitzpatrick's. Like it's the era of the backup quarterback. Just get a good backup job. Everyone's going to start because everyone gets hurt now. Everyone runs. Why not go to a high-end backup job? That's why I said Jacksonville makes the most sense. I just don't know what Jacksonville's game plan is. If I'm Jacksonville, if- I don't want to win too many games. Remember the Dolphins almost screwed this up? They were tanking for Tua, and they ended up with a fifth overall pick. Like, they got a little too good at the end of the year. Yes. Dan, what if, if Andy called you and said, should I go to Jacksonville where I'll be in this messy situation or go to Tennessee where I'll be a backup to Ryan Tannehill, but we could be a Super Bowl kind of team? He might be better than Ryan Tannehill. Like, I don't know if they want to – I don't – they just spent the money on mm. Ryan, and then you bring him in – I don't know what your mindset is after starting for nine years and then you all of a sudden go, yep, I'm going to be a backup to Ryan Tannehill or a backup to Gardner Minshew. If Andy's able to do that, great. Then he'll get his opportunity because it feels like Ryan Tannehill will play himself out of that position at some point. But if I'm, if I'm Andy Dalton, I'd go to Jacksonville. Maybe you get a chance to compete. But, you know, do I have more confidence in Tannehill keeping his job or Gardner Minshew? Probably Tannehill. I'm not quite sure on Gardner Minshew, but if I'm Andy Dalton, that's where I go. The Patriots, it feels like that that's not the right fit here, and Tom Curran will tell us why it's not the right fit. Yeah, McLevin. I also agree with you guys. Cam Newton's too good to be a backup. Like that, that is tricky. But I don't know how healthy he is. Plus, there's a mindset that you have to have as a backup quarterback. You must get the starter ready for the game. That's what backup quarterbacks do. I'm looking for uh, looking at to- total team. Uh, uh, let's see, team win total odds for the uh, worst team poll question. Um, all right, so let me see what I have. I got the Ravens, the Chiefs at eleven and a half. That's the over under. I got the Saints and Niners at ten and a half. My Buccaneers at ten. I wanted to find out the Green Bay Packers. This is a thirteen and three team last year that really isn't a thirteen and three team. Nine wins over under for the Green Bay Packers. Then let's go down the list and let's see who is at the bottom. The Washington Redskins, the Jacksonville Jaguars, over under five. Bengals, Carolina Panthers, five and a half. Dolphins, six. Then Jets and Giants and Lions at six and a half. The Lions better be over six and a half or there's going to be a coaching change. The Giants at six and a half. All right. The Jets at six and a half. Yeah, they're, they're kind of pedestrian-like. The Dolphins. So you win five. Now the over-under is six. Uh, Carolina. So Carolina, Jacksonville, and Washington, if they got the number one pick, you know, they'd be in good shape there. But I, and I think that that's probably pretty accurate, that Carolina, Jacksonville, and Washington will be the uh, three worst teams. The Cincinnati Bengals will be vying for that title, but they're going to try to be good. Yes, McLovin. Carolina seems a little unfair here. They have Teddy Bridgewater and, and McCaffrey. But what else do they have? Yeah, they lost Keekley. You're right. They've lost a lot of guys. It just seems like they don't quite fit into this other Well, list. look at the division. I got the Saints and Buccaneers who are both, you know, over under is what, 11 and a half for one and 10 for the other. The Falcons will be better than people think. They might actually be sneaky good, 
But Carolina, so just put them in the division and do the math there. How many wins will they get in the division? And then I don't know what their schedule is going to be, but you know, it's going to be difficult. Um, oh, Paulie. <laughs> so McLovin was standing up for Andy Dalton, and he and uh, Paulie said uh, Andy Dalton's seven years older than Jameis Winston. Paulie did the math. Dalton is six years and two months older than Jameis Winston. I assure you. Okay. I assure retraction. Okay. All right. There. Retraction accepted by McLovin. Well, you have red hair. You look younger, though. That's the key here. Do you? Ooh. Well, you always look like you're the same age when you have red hair. Like, twi- you know, if I put, gave you a picture of Andy Dalton, you wouldn't know if it was this year or his rookie year. <laughs> do guys with red hair, do they go gray or do they, what's, what's standard? Yeah. Not like normal? Yeah, I think so. Because guys who have blonde hair usually lose it. Guys who have darker hair usually go more gray. Like the commissioner's got red hair, doesn't he? Commissioner Goodell? Yeah. And he looks youthful. Yes, McClellan. Can I ask a question? What about that Patriots job? I feel like that's a hard place to come in if you're Cam or Andy. Like, I, I think that any the scenario of you're going to go in and replace Tom Brady, which you can't replace Tom Brady. And if I'm the Patriots, I would stick with Jared Stidham. Unless you're going to say to Cam Newton, come on in and you think he's healthy and you're going to change your offense a little bit, I would just say, let me see what Jared Stidham has here. That's all. And then you're going to decide. And then you get that opportunity for him to be able to say, all right, am I an NFL quarterback? I mean, we're going to find out if if that's the case, but I would stay with Jared Stidham, see what he's got. And then you got Hoyer as a backup there. Okay. I just want to know, are the Patriots planning on being a a playoff team? What was the, uh, let me see, what was, I'm going to guess the Patriots win total was nine. Let me see. Uh, over under Patriots is nine. Okay. Colts nine. Steelers nine. Where's Cleveland? <sighs> Cleveland better be more than eight and a half. Better be more than eight and a half. Rams eight and a half. Vikings eight and a half. Tennessee eight and a half. Texans eight. Yeah. There's a few teams that you better have an, a, an improved win total. You better go over there because. They're going to be people that are going to uh, lose jobs. Yes, Fritzy. They've got to be planning on being a playoff team for ego reasons alone. And you've been saying Belichick knows no other way than to go all in. Plus, you know, if no other reason with Brady and Gronk on the Bucks, I would think in the back of his mind, not that he cares about the NFC, he wants to make sure they have an extra successful season this year with those guys in the Bucks possibly making the playoffs. I don't think he cares about the Buccaneers. I think he cares. Like at all, he's got a little eye in the back of his mind. Yeah, but he didn't want to keep Brady and Gronk retired. Like these are Belichick didn't want him back. But that whole debate, the Brady without Belichick, Belichick without Brady, who's under more pressure, who's got more to prove, that all kind of falls into that. I think it matters to Brady, not to Belichick. I don't think Belichick gives a damn. Yes, he. Right, that's because Belichick knows it's him. He, he doesn't question like, man, did I just get lucky all this time with Tommy or is it me? You know, he's just like, no, I know it's me. Whereas Tom can't really tell. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what Tom does in Tampa. My legacy set here in New England. Now, I don't. Belichick couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. All right. We'll take a break. Tom Curran will join us and he'll tell us why Andy Dalton is a bad fit in New England. We'll take a break. 20 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Silver lining being stuck at home is now there's more time than ever to focus on the simple things that matter, family, and what you're cooking. 
Luckily, Traeger Grills make it easy to stay in a good mood with good food. And they make it simple. You got uh, the ability to smoke, grill, bake, roast, braise, barbecue. That's six-in-one versatility. And we, of course, got the Traeger Grills fired up today for the Italian beef that uh, Alan, the IT guy, has uh, conjured up. The Traeger app, they got you covered. There's over 1,500 recipes to choose from. Videos to help you. And I've, I needed the help. I'll, I'm not a, you know, ashamed to admit, I'll just download it and say, all right, what, how do I make this? And uh, if I don't have Alan around or Chad from uh, Traeger, they have great videos there. They have a set it and forget it app there that you can, you, I, I can be setting the temperature here at my desk on that grill outside. Traeger's simple to use controls, control your grills easy as using, uh, you know, even easier than using an oven. So even a novice like me can do it. TraegerGrills.com slash DP show to find the grill and join the Traeger hood today. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Got a poll question, McLovin, before we bring in the popular Tom Curran. What about, what about Carolina? Carolina? Yeah. Yeah, put him on there. You got another team poll? What if the Chargers start slow and switch to their rookie quarterback? They got too much talent. I know. They've got talent. Two they years got, ago, they were very good. They got way too much talent. Too good of a defense. Yes. Yes. They got And they got offensive weapons. No. Can't see that. What's the over-under for the Chargers? It's probably nine and a half, maybe ten. Uh, Let's bring in Tom Curran, who joins us, obviously, from somebody else's house, the Patriots insider from NBC Sports Boston, because he's got awards in the background. What are those uh, what are those gold things you got back there? They are expensive. They were on sale and I was able to pick up a pair of them. So, yeah, appreciate you noticing. (laughs) Well, I can't help but notice it. It's right over your shoulder with your sports Emmys. I'm missing a couple of Paul. Fritzy. Fritzy's got the same gig going on. I do. I don't know who earned that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if either one of you earned those sports Emmys, but Paulie, I'm I'm missing two sports Emmys. This makes sense. You might be missing four now, I think. Oh. Mm. Mm. All right, Tommy. Hashtag Tommy. Uh, you do not like uh, the possibility of Andy Dalton coming in to save the day for the Patriots. Why is he not a good fit in New England? He's just a souped-up Brian Hoyer. It's not that he's a good fit or a bad fit. It's just the same thing as Brian Hoyer. <clears throat> the Patriots right now are a team that, if you ask me, they are best-case scenario 10-6, and six, most likely about 8-8, eight and eight. and if things don't go well, 6-10. and 10. So what difference does Andy Dalton make? not going to get you to the divisional playoff he's not going to get you to tampa bay in the super bowl so just take your medicine find out what you have in jared stidham you're up against the cap leave it alone and then go on with 2020 and see what 2021 brings i don't know bill belichick i've i think i've spoken to him and said four words to him and that was when he won the super bowl but when it comes to his ego of trying to prove he could win with jared stidham as opposed to tom Brady, like how important is that element to bill belichick i don't think it's as opposed to winning with brady but i do think that there is an element throughout the patriots that says look we know what we're doing here we understand how to win football games and brady is unbelievable and he did great things for us for a long time but let's be honest there's a lot of things that he could have done better too and there's other guys who can do 
somewhat similar things. And that, that's the thing. When you think about it, Dan, you get a sixth-round pick who won six Super Bowls for the last 20 years. When they had to go to a backup, it was a seventh-round pick who didn't play college football at USC. Brian Hoyer's been in the league for 11 years now. He was undrafted. Garoppolo was a Division II pick. That's why all this Tua talk and Justin Herbert and tank for Trevor, it doesn't make sense. The Patriots aren't built for diva quarterbacks. Why? Until they make it. Until – you mean Bill's personality won't allow it? Just, look, Brady grew and grew and grew, and he was entitled to do so, but to talk about Cam Newton, as so many people have, um, as a possibility, look, he doesn't want someone who feels they might be bigger than the program or as big as the okay. program or a program unto themselves. He just got out from under that. We're going to look at this now with the Aaron Rodgers speculation. Is Belichick going to want to sign up for Rodgers? He just got off that train. No. Why didn't the Patriots draft a quarterback? Stidham. I think they felt comfortable with Stidham. They were in the market, and I'd be curious to know whether or not they were looking at Jalen Hurts, who obviously went to Philadelphia, but they were looking. But in the final analysis, Stidham is a player who would have been a first-round talent had he been in this year's draft, and you knew about him now, which you knew about him from the last year. He turned into a depressed asset at Auburn in his last year. And then, Dan, Patriots took him. He played well. There's nothing that he did that made you say, wow, we got to go get a new guy to compete with him who just came out of college. Do you think there's more confidence in Stidham than there was Garoppolo when they first got Garoppolo? Ooh, uh, similar. I think, it's ex I think it's identical. What hurts Stidham, though, Dan, is going into this second year with no preparation. You look at the two, 2010 – 2011 draft classes, those lockout years, those players who came in at the quarterback position, the best one among the group was Cam Newton, second best Colin Kaepernick. Other than that, it's Blaine Gabbert, Jake Locker, Christian Ponder, and a collection of not very goods. If I told you two months ago, Brady's going to be in Tampa and Gronk is going to be with him, you would have said what? I would have said Gronk is too skinny and he definitely isn't coming back. Seriously, Gronk? I would have believed the Brady part. I absolutely would have believed the Brady part. The Gronkowski part caught me completely flat-footed. I did not see it happening. And really, I wrote this last week, he really outflanked Belichick and kind of Belichick to Belichick on this. Yes, there was no recourse. Yeah, you're right. Because they couldn't pay for him. And Gronk's basically saying, hey, I want to come back. Right. Uh, but, but I know you can't take me back because I'm too expensive. Oh, I guess I'll go to the Buccaneers. Can you right. send me to the Buccaneers? But I won't go anyplace else. So don't try to <laughs> trade me anyplace else. But, and the beautiful thing, like he could have really been a dink and said, I'm coming back. And they said, well, we're not going to trade you. Okay, well, too bad. I'm under contract. You're going to have to either cut me or start cutting guys. If they start cutting guys three weeks down the road, you could say, change my mind. <laughs> but do you believe that Gronk had the playbook of the Buccaneers for the last month? Uh, I don't believe he had it for the last month. I believe that he probably has had conversations with Brady as to here's some of the things that we could definitely be doing if you sign. I can't imagine that they wouldn't be on the phone. He said, I'm coming to Tampa. Okay. What are we going to do? Can't tell you yet. No, it's not going to work. That no, way. it's like Yelp. You go on Yelp and you check the menu of the restaurant you're going to go to. I'm sure that this was his way of going on Yelp. Brady gave him the playbook and said, Hey, yeah, and then, so Gronk's had it for a while. It's just Gronk being Gronk tells everybody that he's had the playbook for a month. Is this a big deal if you're the NFL 
and and Brady's involved in this. Like I in in you know these times it feels like a small story becomes a bigger story because the media has nothing else to talk about. Right? Is this a big deal if you're the commissioner of the NFL that Gronk may have had this playbook while under contract with New England Patriots? I don't think so. Just because he hadn't been active last year. I mean, if you want to chase it to the ends of the earth, you probably can make a case for saying, hey, don't do that again. I don't know if you're going to find him or take a draft pick. I mean, you're not, it wasn't Bruce Arians. It wasn't Jason Light. It's Brady. Yeah. So it's player to player contact and conversation. I mean, if we're going to get to that point with tampering where players can't talk to their colleagues, I, it's. Well, sending, a, sending the playbook, though, is a little different. Well, I know. Dan. Just a little. Don't be an apologist there. I don't want to talk about it don't. anymore. Okay. <laughs> Could you imagine if they did a last dance on the Patriots this past year? Oh, it would start in 20. It would start right after the 2016 Super Bowl, right after the comeback against Atlanta. That's when it would begin because that's when it started. That's when Brady was of a mind that, look, I got my fifth. That's not something that Bradshaw did. That's not something that Montana did. I'm on a different plane now and he was in that offseason convinced to start doing things differently you saw uh, Tom versus time you saw a greater effort to get the TV 12 stuff out there and that's where he and Belichick clashed and and grew apart going into 2017 and he wanted Garoppolo replaced or at least surety about his own situation and Belichick resisted and Kraft resisted it so yeah, it's it's as fascinating as the Jordan stuff, I think. But if I and I've asked you this before, I'll ask it again. If you could find out the real reason why Garoppolo was traded, who was involved in it, who orchestrated it, or why Malcolm Butler was benched after one or two plays in the Super Bowl, which one would you want to know? Oh, Butler, completely. I, I can tell you why Garoppolo was traded. I know why he was traded. They had no recourse. He wasn't taking any invitations to stay with the team. Belichick knew it. Belichick, ne they never made an offer to him contractually to stay. But you don't think that Belichick looked at him as the future? Yeah, he did until Brady blew it up. Well, okay, so, yeah, so Brady is the one who said, you got to get rid of him, and, and Belichick didn't want that. Well, Belichick didn't like that, but Belichick knew he had to do that. I mean, did you, Brady would have been – Brady threw 28 touchdown passes and two picks in 2016, minus four games. So he would have been the MVP. He had just won a Super Bowl. He was the MVP in 2017 and threw for 505. He's the best player in football. They were not keeping Jimmy Garoppolo. Belichick had no intention of it. Belichick understood Brady was better. See, this is what has gotten traction and lived is the Kraft pushed Belichick. They never tried to keep Garoppolo. They wanted to, but they never made an official offer. Yeah, but that always leads me to, that's all you got for Jimmy Garoppolo? Look at what these quarterbacks get. An, an unproven guy, a draft pick, you know, Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. Look at what a king's ransom for these guys. And you got what for Jimmy Garoppolo? How many games did Jimmy Garoppolo have left under contract when he got sent to San Francisco? I eight. don't Okay. Eight. You were only getting eight games out of him. You sent a second-round pick. You had no promise that he was going to stick with you. You could have franchised him. But that was going to cost $25 million. I mean, you're right, but it, the devil's in the details here. This is less conspiratorial than the Malcolm Butler thing. Yeah, we'll never get that. And I, there's part of me that applauds Belichick for, for not allowing that out of the, the building. I'd love to know, but I – 
you know, if, if I'm a player who's going there, are they going to keep my secrets there? And I, I, I would, I appreciate Belichick not, you know, gossiping. You know what? And I think that Butler did too, because Butler took a million bullets. So whatever Butler did, yeah. And I think he did something. The fact that he took the onus on himself and said, "Look, I was sick early in the week, and my head wasn't in the game, and I understand." He didn't understand. He just knew that he had done something during the week, whether it was insubordination or worse, that was going to make it look bad for him if he got the free agency. And every team knew that he got himself benched for the Super Bowl by being a dink. I personally think that Belichick, you know, took a AK-47 to a mosquito with that issue and should have backed off it. But that's 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 not. I'll leave right. you with this. What uh, the Patriots make the soup uh, make the uh, playoffs? No. Oh, okay. No. Mm-mm. What are you going to do in January? I'm going to win. I'm going to go pick up some more Emmys. <laughs> You're going to pick them up from my studio and right. put them in your house. That's Mr. how you Patrick, pick them. <laughs> you need your buckets. Can I come to your barrels? You just, I'll lock up. I'll lock up. Hey, great to talk to you. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate right, it buddy. as always. Thank you. you. That's Bye. Tom E. Curran covers the Patriots. He's an insider. And he's got some Emmys there. Yes, Paul. Speaking of Emmys, Dan, you know what was supposed to happen uh, three days ago? We were supposed to win the Emmy? The 2020 Sports Emmy presentations in New York City were supposed to happen. They are being delayed to a undisclosed date. Can't we receive it virtually? We'd take virtually. We would take ethically, spiritually. <laughs> Unethically. Yeah. Paulie was... How did we get on the topic where you, you said something like, and uh, yeah, and we're, we're winning. Oh, you go, we, hey, we're two-time nominated for Emmy, best uh, daily uh, sports you talk show. You corrected me. And I go, no, three times. He goes, yeah, and we're winning it this year. <laughs> yeah, I like <laughs> yeah. that fire. And we're winning it this year. Run through the door. Yeah. I, I, maybe we do the Emmys, but would the speeches be better or worse? Because, you know, you have that music that they play to get you off the stage there. It, it appears, it's not for sure, that it appears that maybe some, some type of virtual ceremony later this summer and fall. Oh. I'm not sure, though. And I'm fine with that because then I don't want to get dressed up. You just call me. You call me when it's our category. And then after that, I'll just go and drink like I did the last couple of years. <laughs> How sad was that? <laughs> I was so disappointed. Like, I, I was. I, I wanted to win for all those people who, who worked behind the scenes, and you guys, of course. Yes, Todd. And if you don't win, you don't have that awkward leaving in front of everybody where it looks like you're being a sore loser. You just go into the next room and go into the bedroom, the living room, you're already home, the kitchen, whatever. Yeah, I just turn off my Zoom, and I disappear, <laughs> and I go cry. Absolutely. Poof. Yeah, I know. Well, that was my nickname, Poof. You just disappear. That's what I would do. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, we'll get to phone calls. We've got a play of the day, stat of the day, and we'll try to be a little nicer to Andy Dalton. McLovin, why are you insane about this Andy Dalton thing? I had a note to myself. Be cool on the Andy Dalton topic. Be cool, McLovin. Be cool. And I just couldn't do it. McLovin sends me a note. He says, I'm sorry. I'm insane. I sweated through my shirt. I got so mad. Well, <laughs> you guys are saying he's not going to sign till August. I'm like, I can't wait till August to find out where he's going to go. It's not that I don't want him to succeed. I, I, it doesn't matter where he goes. I, I mean, I'm fine if he goes to Jacksonville, if he goes to New England, he goes to Pittsburgh. I don't know. But Andy Dalton, 0-4 playoff record, and 
only 16 quarterbacks since the 1970 merger have won 70 regular season games in their first nine seasons. Dalton's 24 fourth quarter comebacks tied for the fourth most in this group. That includes some Hall of Famers. There you go. I told you we'd try to be nicer to Andy Dalton. You feel better? A little bit. A little bit. All right. All right. Play the days up next, and uh, we'll give you a pull-up date as well right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. This is the play of the day. Check this out. With the first overall pick, in the 2020 CFL Draft, the BC Lions have in fact selected linebacker Jordan Williams from East Carolina University. CFL Draft on TSN. Yep, we cover all sports there. Play of the Day brought to you by 1-800-Flowers. You can get 30 assorted tulips for $39.99. To order, go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click on the radio icon, enter code PATRICK. Mother's Day is coming up. You want to make sure you place your order and make Mom's Day great. That's courtesy of uh, TSN with the CFL. I thought that this guy, uh, Jordan Williams, out of East Carolina University, wasn't he with the Carolina Panthers? And he's like 20, 27 or so, and he's the number one pick in the CFL, I believe. Yeah, Paulie. We're going to check on that. Before the show, I pitched you let me do a full hour on the CFL draft, and you said – no freaking way. But I got one for you that you're really going to like. The BC Lions in the second round to quarterback Nathan Rourke out of Ohio. Mm. The Ohio Bobcats I love that offense. Mac, Mac Superstar. Didn't Ohio U, OU, uh, weren't they, didn't they play their bowl game in Vegas? Does that sound right? Checking. I loved watching uh, Ohio U. Frank Solich, who, by the way, you know, remember he was great at Nebraska and then they you know, unceremoniously booted him, and then he ended up at Ohio University. And he's done a great job there, and a little match in there. But I thought they played their bowl game in Vegas. Yes, Paul? They played Nevada in the uh, famous Idaho Potato oh, Bowl. Oh, so they played Nevada. And they won 30-21. Yes, yes. And that was an afternoon game. I remember uh, watching that. I liked Ohio U. All right, uh, let me see. A couple of phone calls. Nick in Arizona joining us. Hi, Nick. What do you have for me today? Hey, DP, six feet, 200. Hey, just wanted a potential landing spot for Andy Dalton. Want to get your thoughts. Uh, what do you think about Denver? John Elway loves his veteran quarterbacks, and I don't know if they're sold on Drew Locke. Love you guys. We'll tie him back row. All right. Thank you, Nick. You know, I guess, sure, why not? If uh, I don't know who Denver has as a backup quarterback there. Is Joe Flacco going to end up anywhere? Yeah, McLovin. I think they have Jeff Driscoll. I looked it up because I was seeing if Andy Dalton could land there. Uh, I'm not sure about Flacco. I haven't heard of his name all, all offseason. He's not there, though. Yeah, I was wondering if Flacco is going to be on a roster this year. I, I just don't know if any of these guys are going to get signed. I'm looking at the odds of Cam Newton and, uh, and Andy Dalton. And uh, Newton's odds, on, according to FanDuel, the Jags are the uh, leading candidate here. <clears throat> then the Patriots, Redskins, Steelers. Andy Dalton, the Patriots, Jags, and Steelers. Andy Dalton is a backup for Ben Roethlisberger. That's an, an up. That's an upgrade. You're you you keep him in the division. That might be a smart choice there for uh, the Steelers. But those are the odds 
with Andy Dalton and uh, Cam Newton. Update the poll results there, McLevin. Who is most likely to have the number one pick? It is the Jags number one with the Redskins, a pretty close number two. Yeah, it feels like the Jags by design. I think Washington, Ron Rivera coming in, you draft Chase Young, you're going to turn to Dwayne Haskins and say, all right, it's your job to lose. You got some wide receivers there. I mean, you're not bad. You're not good. You're just not bad. It feels like Jacksonville would like to be bad before they'd like to be good. Because I think it's they're not as close, it feels yeah. like. Yeah, McLovin. I was looking at the Jags depth chart. Their receivers are terrible. I mean, not terrible, but they're no names. Yeah. Like DJ Chark and Keelan Cole. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if, if, they, if they're setting up Gardner Minshew to fail. And what's happening with Leonard Fournette? They found out there's no market for him. Jadavion Clowney is still out there. It feels like there are there three guys that are out there that are available. Uh, I, there's one other big name, I think. Well, Yannick Ngakwe is. Yeah, sort they of found out, out nobody wanted to give the Jags what they they would love to trade him. He's their best defender, and they couldn't get what they wanted in return. Yeah, Paul. Minshew finished with 21 touchdowns and six picks last year. I mean, he started really hot and then cooled off. But yeah. That's an interesting one because the fans will be entertained down there by him. I liked him. When he showed up on the set in in Miami at the Super Bowl, Like he came in and had some swag to him. There was just something about him that you just went, all right, I get it. I get it. Seems like he's he's not short on confidence there. Yeah, McLovin. He's Uncle Rico, right? Yes, he is. Just a thicker, like a bigger version of Uncle Rico. And a little more talent than Uncle Rico. I mean, Uncle Rico could throw it. He could spin it. He spin could, it. he was a big prospect, Uncle yeah. Rico. <laughs> uh, I was surprised they didn't do a sequel to Napoleon Dynamite. I'm glad they didn't. But I, I thought maybe they would do that because it was such a small-budget movie that probably made quite a bit of money there. Because if I said, here's the premise... Like, it's always one of those, if you see it, I'm the worst at reading a script. Because I'll read a script and go, I don't get it. And then you see it play out on the screen, you go, okay, now I get it. Napoleon Dynamite, if you said, these are the characters, and, oh, the big scene is he's going to be dancing in front of the entire school body. <laughs> and, and, and uh, okay. And then he's got, like, a pet, what do they have, a pet llama or donkey or something? He's out there... And he and he's, I'll do what I feel like. Gosh, I I loved Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, McLovin. I thought you it was were great. so in early on Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, it came out, God. and I didn't know if it was going to be a hit or not. And then you were. In. Oh, I just said you got it. But but you know, raising Arizona when raising Arizona came out, mm-hmm. and I remember my wife and I went, and we came back, and and we told her her brother, you got to go see this movie. And then he came back. He goes, I don't get it. I'm like, how do you not get it? It's it's raising errors like it's spectacularly done with the Cohen brothers. Yes, Stephen. I have the budget for that movie at four hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Well, I was told John Heater Napoleon got five thousand dollars for that role. The now, box office that I have here, I don't know what the what it's based on necessarily, uh, but I have the box office at forty six million. Oh boy, that's a good return. <laughs> Yeah. Can you go back into that well again with Napoleon Dynamite? Because I don't know if if we how we left things, if there was a cliffhanger. Like Napoleon's gonna be middle aged. I wonder what that looks like. <laughs> 
And bitter. <laughs> Very bitter because he only got $5,000 for that role. This movie stinks. <laughs> and who was his brother, relative, had the glasses, yeah. who, who found his girlfriend on the internet? What was his name? He was, he had, he was a great character. There are a lot, of, a lot of good things in there. We'll check in with the Chicago Bulls documentary coming up next hour. One more item in the first hour, and it's 1-800-Flowers, 1-800-Flowers or 1-800-Flowers.com. Can't go wrong, simple to remember, and make sure you take advantage of this. I got a deal that's 20% off the original price, 30 assorted tulips, $39.99. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com. You're going to see a radio icon. You click on that, enter code PATRICK. You're good to go. You're going to say when you want that delivery date. Also, when those flowers are delivered to the house, there's no contact with the delivery person. You're going to be safe. They're going to be safe as well. You're going to make mom's day special. Pick an early delivery date, ensuring that your bouquet will arrive in time to make mom's day special. Not just mom, mother-in-law, maybe grandmother. Can't go wrong with the great folks at 1-800-Flowers.com. The official florist of Mother's Day. 1-800-Flowers.com. The code is Patrick. This offer ends Friday. Make sure you take advantage of it. 1-800-Flowers.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.